Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. It is now... Wednesday, hour two of Outkick the Coverage. We're exactly halfway through, basically, the week. And what we always do here is the anonymous mailbag live on the radio. So, 877-996-6369 is the phone number. 877-996-6369. I will solve all of your problems in the universe, in the world as a whole. If you're just waking up with us, by the way, and you're like, what is the news story of the day? Well, A lot of college basketball games, not really any major outcomes that have changed the landscape of college basketball, not really anything that happened in the NBA last night that changed the landscape of the NBA, although it is pretty neat. I just tweeted out video. Klay Thompson scored 43 points last night for the Warriors against the Knicks and only dribbled the basketball four times, which is a catch and shoot, move the basketball kind of like porn if you are a passing fan in basketball to score 43 points and only need four dribbles is pretty extraordinary for what the Warriors offense was able to accomplish and also how well he was able to shoot. Three new NFL coaches. Everybody wants the next Sean McVay. As a result, Cliff Kingsbury to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Matt LaFleur to the Green Bay Packers. They both have small connections to uh, Sean McVay, who is the now uh, it it factor. He's everybody, want, everybody wants the next Sean McVay. He has somehow become the latest Bill Belichick in the NFL. It used to be Belichick. Everybody wanted to uh, to emulate. Now it is Sean McVay. 
Uh, also, uh, Bruce Arians headed to Tampa. Uh, seems like a good fit for Jameis Winston. Will bring a full cadre of staff with him, including Todd Bowles on the defensive side of the ball, who was recently fired by the Jets. But it is now time for the anonymous mailbag live on the air, 877-996-6369. Before we get going any further, so I was out in uh, L.A., um, or sorry, not L.A., I was out in San Francisco in the Bay Area for the uh, the title game. And on Monday night, uh, I guess it was Sunday night actually, uh, while I'm out there, I walk into the bar and I see uh, a former NFL head coach uh, and a former college head coach except I don't recognize that it's actually Chip Kelly. It, I think that it is Brian Kelly. So I'm seeing him sitting there at the corner of the bar. He was on telecast. He was, uh, he was uh, all over the Bay Area. And I tell everybody, oh, look, Brian Kelly's sitting at the bar. And so I'm wondering myself, was it racist of me to get one Irish man confused with another Irish man? So we will start here. I'm going to bring up the crew Brian Kelly and Chip Kelly, now to me, they are nearly identical. They obviously have the same last name. Was it racist of me, Danny G, to get two Irishmen confused and think Brian Kelly when in actuality it was Chip Kelly? No, I will give you a pass. Do they on, look on enough this. like to you? Like, <laughs> like when I think about it afterwards, I was like, how did I make that mistake? And I'm like, you know what? They do look a lot alike, I think. <laughs> Well, last week, and you weren't the only one doing this, but instead of Russell Wilson, you said Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but that, that, that is my argument. See, a lot of times yeah. I get names wrong because my my brain moves so fast. I'm already thinking about the third sentence I'm going to say. I talk fast. You know, some people on the radio, they talk really slow, and so they don't really say that much. There's lots of pauses, everything else. I'm a fast talker. So I'm already on to the third sentence when I'm saying the first sentence. I know where I'm going already. So when you, I mean, let's be honest. It was like I, yesterday on yesterday's show, I got Melvin Gordon and Melvin Ingram mixed up. I mean, to me, if you have a relatively unique name, and like Russell is not that common of a name, and Russell Wilson and Russell Westbrook are almost identical in age, and so they've come up at almost the exact same time, and they—it seems like they're always, you know, like in the news around the same time. I mess up those all the time. Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon. If your name is Melvin, it's so rare to have a Melvin. The fact that the Chargers would have two, and that they would both be big-time playmakers on their team—really big upset there. But this is like I actually saw him. So I was telling everybody, "Hey, I wonder why uh, Brian Kelly's sitting at the bar here." Chip Kelly makes a little bit more sense because he's from just down the road in L.A., uh, but Brian Kelly maybe would have made some sense because Notre Dame was in the playoff too. Either way, I legitimately got them confused and had no ability to distinguish between them. Now, Brian is a little thinner, right? But they both kind of look flush. You would figure both would be hanging out at bars. Yeah, because you're racist because you're saying that Irish <laughs> no, people like to drink. No, that's not what I'm saying. They both have that kind of flush look to where it looks like they knocked back a couple of Guinness. Racist. Yeah, look, they, uh, w- what do you think, uh, Eddie Garcia? Fair or foul or was it racist of me to get Brian Kelly and Chip Kelly mixed up? Well, first of all, I have I've made the Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson mistake before, so I'm definitely giving you a pass on that one. But I think Chip Kelly and Brian Kelly, they, they do look a lot alike. I think they've got similar... Uh, builds 
Um, kind of dumpy guessing, looking Irishman, Yeah, right? and I'm guessing they weren't wearing their signature visors. They were probably you know, in a suit or something. So I- I'm going to give you a pass on that one. So, yeah, I'm not too bad. What about you, Roberto? Pass or fail? Am I racist? Uh, I'll give you a pass, man. Uh, uh, that's not racist. All right, so that is the salt. We'll solve that problem. Uh, that, that is one uh, issue that has been in front of me. Danny G, you got a Chick-fil-A question. Yeah, so mark this date down in history. January 10th, 2019, Burbank, California, my hometown. We get our very first Chick-fil-A, and this has been, well, I think, seven months they've been doing the build-out, so the city has been buzzing for almost a year now, waiting for the opening day. People are already camping out there, Clay, to be the first 100 in line. My question to you, it's going to be my very first time walking into the Chick-fil-A doors. What should I order? A good question. Uh, You go always number one. I understand there's like a desire for some people out there to go with like the spicy chicken sandwich. You go with the standard the number one, which is just the standard Chick-fil-A sandwich. Maybe go with a little bit of an oversized fry. They got the red uh, container fry. I'm making myself hungry just talking about this. <laughs> like The red is like the large uh, you know, kind of waffle fry container for Chick-fil-A. Or you can go with your standard uh, size drink. Also think the Chick-fil-A lemonade is pretty solid. But you just go with the number one meal number one, is what okay. you should start with. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm glad that California continues to be exposed um as we uh, as we add in uh the continue the chick-fil-a expansion into that universe all right let's uh here's what i'm going to do here is the anonymous mailbag all right for everybody out there just waking up i will solve all of your problems i'm going to let dub field these calls as we go to break when we come back i will go to the phones all right any problem that you have across the country I will solve. You call in anonymously. All you have to do is give your city or your state to dub, and then I will solve all of your problems for you, all right? 877-996-6369 is that number. 877-996-6369. We've opened up the phone lines for the first time to you guys right now. Uh, So first time of the week, this is my opportunity to give back to everyone and solve every possibility of an issue that you could remotely have anywhere across the country. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let me bring in Charles Davis now. He's at CFD22. He calls games for Fox. He is, uh, I'm sure, going to remember. I So I started off the show talking about, Charles, how in college football for a long time and still to a certain extent, Everybody has been looking for the next Nick Saban. And so if you had proximity to Nick Saban, you had a very good chance to get a job, whether you're offensive or defensive side of the ball. It was this idea that whatever genius Nick Saban had in the coaching universe would transfer to his subordinates. Same thing happened with Bill Belichick in the NFL. It's been going on forever. If you were one of his assistants, you could get a head job. That's how NFL coaches, NFL owners went about hiring. 
now it seems like the NFL is in love with Sean McVay and that everybody wants that 54-51 Rams-Chiefs game. They want that to be their future. The difference is Sean McVay hasn't even won a playoff game yet. You got David Laf- or Matt LaFleur getting the job despite the fact that he just had one year as OC with the Titans. You got Cliff Kingsbury who uh, is coming off a 5-7 and seven season with the, uh, with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. He gets the head coaching job now of the Arizona Cardinals. It's a good time to be a little bit scruffy in the face with your beard and also be in your 30s and be connected to the offensive side of the ball if you worked with Sean McVay, isn't it? It certainly is, and I think that, you know, going even deeper, besides, you know, the the offense and the pyrotechnics, which I think some of the owners and some of the people who are looking at, they they may have forgotten as the season went along, the pendulum swung back a little bit, too. Yeah. It it wasn't all just, you know, that that 54-51 game is like a time capsule game, right? And we froze it there and said, that's our season. And then... The Saints went to Dallas and got beat 13-10. And we started looking along the rest of the year and realizing some of the games were not turning out that way. The Colts got into the playoffs, not just because Andrew Luck had a fantastic year, but their defense really played well during their streak. They ended up shutting out those same Dallas Cowboys in a ball game, I think 23 or 27 to nothing. Dallas' first shutout in a long, long time. So I could give you more examples of that. But you, I think you are absolutely on target that once this process starts and people decide this is what they want and this is what they're looking for, they find ways to get it done. I do the, I've done the Tennessee Titans preseason package the last few years and been fortunate enough to do that. And Matt LaFleur came over this year, and I got to meet him and spend time with him. And I like him a bunch. If you look at the numbers that were put up this year, though, you would not say, <laughs> that's it, that's what we want. Unless you would say, well, the Derrick Henry game where he ran for you know, 8 million yards and this and that, that's perfect. Marcus Mariota has not made that jump yet. Now, there are different reasons. You and I both know them. Too many offensive coordinators, too many head coaches, too many injuries. But still, he didn't make that jump like Jared Goff did under Sean McVay. And, you know, let's face it, that's a huge jump. Mitchell Trubisky's jump under Matt Nagy was significant, okay, which is exactly why Nagy was hired. They're hoping to get the same thing out of Matt LaFleur, and I wish him all the best because I think he's terrific and I like him a bunch. I'm not sure we saw that one absolutely coming, but it made sense. Cliff Kingsbury, I thought offensive coordinator. I'm not saying he can't be a head coach because he's been one before at Texas Tech. This is almost unprecedented, though, isn't it? I mean, to go from a guy who, who, who lost his job in college, below 500, and he gets a job in the NFL and is one of the hot guys, and like multiple teams wanted to, to, to interview him. So I think those teams are going to be involved, not just in obviously installing him as a head coach, Clay, but I would think Steve Kime as a general manager will probably have a pretty heavy hand on putting together a staff for him as well. It's not just, you know, Cliff, hey, Cliff, who's your staff? Who are you bringing? It's to Cliff, here's our ideas about it. Because defense was never a forte for Texas Tech, as you well know. So he's coming in. The biggest reason, Josh Rosen. They drafted him last year. They have to get him right. Cliff Kingsbury can have a great hand in getting that done if you check his past and go on. To me, the best hire has been Bruce Arians in Tampa. Because you're getting a complete package. Proven guy, proven quarterback guy, has made every one of those guys better, from Andrew Luck to Carson Palmer, right on down the line. 
And he's bringing Todd Bowles in, whose specialty is defense, and that's how he got the head coaching job with the Jets. He was a tremendous defensive coordinator in Arizona with Bruce Arians. And Byron Leftwich will come in to coach quarterbacks, and he played in the league. So I just think that that hire, on the surface, right out of the gate, exactly what Tampa needs, and it's a team that's been waiting for that and needing that desperately, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. We're talking to Charles Davis at CFD22. You can find him there on Twitter, calls games uh, for the NFL, for Fox. All right, you got four divisional round playoff games. Colts going to the Chiefs, Cowboys going to the Rams, Chargers to the Patriots, and Eagles to the Saints. If you had to pick one of those four teams to pull off the upset, who has the best chance to do it? Well, I'm doing the Philadelphia Saints game, so I'm going to stay away from that one. Okay, because, that is a you know, that, that is a big game in trouble. to call. Have you been down to call? Uh, how many games have you done in New Orleans? Oh, over over the years, yeah, I'm probably somewhere there, but five or six. All right, so, so for people who haven't been down there to see the Saints play in New Orleans, what does it feel like in the dome when they run out on the field, and what is the <laughs> vibe like? Everybody talks about how good of a home field advantage they have, but most of the people who are listening to us have never been to the Superdome to see a game for the Saints. You've called several. What's it feel like? It, it, it's a, it's an incredible rush. You know, the people really, you know, it sounds cliche. They support this team. They live through this team. And when that team finally comes out and it is showtime, they feel a part of it. And let's not kid ourselves. Unfortunately, we had Katrina. And that's one of the worst things that we could have had in in, in this world for that part of the country. But don't think for a second that didn't also help continue to bind that city together and that that crowd support. You remember the first game back, Steve. Oh, yeah. All of those things, that just added to it for the Saints. Plus, after all those years of futility, the Saints are consistently good now. And it, but, but I will give you this city a ton of credit. They don't take it for granted. You know, some places got good, and all of a sudden the, 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 the tenor changed in some of those places. Not in New Orleans. It is still all about the Saints. People still support them like mad, and it is a great rush. And there are a few places like that in the league. I'm not saying, you know, any place is better than another because I don't need to, I don't need that hassle. <laughs> but 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 you also know that certain places when you go, you know Seattle raising the twelfth man flag is an example. You know they they have what they've got and the fans come along with them. And, and New Orleans is one of those places. So you're going to be calling that game. That'll be an incredible experience. Let me ask you this too. You've spent some time like everybody else. You probably spent a lot more time this week. Nick Foles. Yeah. Um, what is going to happen with Nick Foles, and what have you seen from the Eagles that can help to explain why they win and what a difference he makes for them when it comes postseason time? <laughs> well, I think that he will be somewhere else next year. Yeah. There's too much of an investment with Carson Wentz, and it's not like Carson Wentz has been bad. I mean, we've been through it time and again. He doesn't blow his knee out in L.A. last year. He's probably the MVP of the league. And we don't know whether they win the Super Bowl or not because we can't deal in that. But they would have been a, a favorite to get there. Foles came in, and, and people, people have forgotten that when he took over, the city of Philadelphia went into collective angst. Yep. They thought it was over. Okay, And, and anyone in Philly who can call me and tell me they didn't think that, I don't believe them. Because I ended up on a lot of their radio shows and dealt with them, and they were like, oh, my God, we got no shot. And then it happened. So... Let's get past that one. Here's why I think it's worked well in playoff time. The team has been fairly well intact 
at playoff time for Philadelphia. Offensive line, receive. Remember, Alshon Jeffrey was, was, was intact last year for the big run. Even though he was playing hurt, he was able to be out there and make plays for them. The offensive line played so well last year. They were so good last year that when Jason Peters went out, Halapulavate Vitae came in and elevated his play, and Lane Johnson was an all-pro on the right side. This year, before Wentz got hurt, that line took a beating. Lane Johnson was in and out of the lineup. Jason Peters hurt uh, numerous times. He would start every game, but he wouldn't finish all of them. There were four he didn't finish. You know, at left guard, Sayamalu, Wisniewski, in and out of the lineup. If you looked at this run now, this line has gotten back fairly well intact during the run with Nick Foles. He's only been sacked five times in four games. And none of the big pass rushers have gotten to them. So they've played well. Alshon Jeffrey has, connection, has a big connection with Foles. It's working well. Tate being integrated now. I can go right on down the line with all those things. They have gotten healthier and played better during that time frame. When Wentz was in there, struggling. And flip it over to the secondary. Clay, they all had to introduce themselves to each other. The coaches had to go, who's on the roster right now? But for the last month, that's been stable, and guys like Craven LeBlanc have played better. So I'm not saying it's all that. Foles has a big hand in it. He has a magic to him when it comes playoff time. But I think he's gotten a little bit of, of good fortune along the way, too, because remember the beginning of the season. They couldn't wait to get Wentz back in the lineup. Struggling on offense, he had all the pieces in place, and he wasn't the same guy as he was in the playoffs the year before. It's a strange phenomenon. Some things can't be totally explained, but give Nick Foles credit. When the bell rings late, he appears to be ready to go. All right, Colts, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams, Chargers, Patriots. Chargers, Cowboys, or Colts? Who has the best chance in your mind of pulling off an upset on the road in the divisional round playoffs? Um, The best is the Colts. The one that I think is going to happen is the Chargers. I say the best with the Colts because of their ability to protect Andrew Luck. They've given up the least amount of sacks, even though they're going against a team that's tied for first in sacks for the season. But overall on defense, it's been a struggle for Kansas City. So Kansas City's got to find a way to affect Luck. Otherwise, they're in another one of those games, even though I think Mahomes will play well. I think the Chargers roster is very good. And you saw the bounce back against Baltimore after Baltimore handled them a few weeks ago out in, out in uh, California. How about that game plan on defense? How about how they bottled up Lamar Jackson for 95% of the game? Um, they had a nice lead. They didn't, t- they didn't turn the ball over. They're getting Hunter Henry back. I think that the Chargers roster is more than good enough to go in there. And if they were playing anyone else but New England, I think that they would be a favorite, Clay. I think that that's a good team, a 12-win team that ended up as a five seed. But going to New England, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, cold weather, most people will pick against them. I'm actually picking them. Can you imagine what it would be like if the Colts pulled off the upset over the Chiefs and if the Chargers pulled the upset off <laughs> over the Patriots and the a- AFC championship game was in a 30,000-seat soccer stadium in Los Angeles? Do you think the league might jump in and say, you know, the Los Angeles Coliseum's available? I asked that question a while ago. I mean, I, I, I genuinely wonder whether they might. And if you're a, if you're a Colts fan... I mean, I think that tons of people from Indianapolis would flood into Los Angeles to try to buy up those tickets, right? Because how often do you get to watch your team play for a chance to go to the Super Bowl um, in great weather in L.A.? I mean, I would think that if you were a Colts fan, that would be a – I mean, I might even 
uh, aggressively go ahead and buy a plane flight to L.A., get my, my tickets locked in now if they're fully refundable, just on the possible chance that that game might occur. And, and I don't think that Chargers fans out in Los Angeles, I don't know that the Chargers organization, I don't know that the team would be upset about moving. Ordinarily, you move out of your own stadium and your own digs, you've got a fight on your hands. Yep. I don't know that they would have that full, <laughs> no, you can't leave our stadium. I don't think, I think they'd be like, fine. Whatever, because you're almost doing a civic duty for the fans where you go from 30,000 seats to up, upwards of 85 to 90,000 seats available for a big-time team, big-time game. You know, you're almost, you're almost doing Bane from, from, from Batman. You're taking it to the people, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I know that it seems a little bit self-serving. In most cases, you don't take that game away from a team and from their stadium. I don't know that this is one of those that anyone from any side would fight against it. Now, we'll see how the league wants to handle it. More than likely, the game would be played out in the soccer stadium because I think the league would, would not want to get involved in that. But, boy, it seems to me like you're leaving a lot of tickets on the table and a lot of atmosphere on the table as well. I just got back. I was out to uh, to the Bay Area to watch Alabama against Clemson. I'm sure you watched that game too. I did. How shocked were you by the outcome? I was shocked by the score and yeah. how it and how it got there. I wasn't shocked that Clemson won. Did I pick Alabama? Yes, but anyone who heard me during that time frame, everyone, every time it was, who do you like? I like Alabama close, but the one team that can beat Alabama, they're playing on Monday night, and the reasons being, all the all the all the easy ones. They played each other a bunch, so they're not intimidated. You know, they know each other's style fairly well. But the biggest one is the athletic ability of Clemson was a total match for what Alabama had. And as we saw, in some cases, overwhelmed them. Their receivers way better than their defensive backs. The defensive front of Clemson so good that they could withstand the loss of one of the better players in the country. And it really wasn't much of a mention, was it, Clay? I mean, no. once, it, once the ball was snapped, it wasn't like, well, boy, they're really missing him in there and Alabama's exploiting it. Nope. <laughs> had nothing to do with that. The young quarterback played well. Give Dabo Sweeney and his and his and his staff credit. The Kelly Bryant thing was not easy. They met it head on. They were honest with the young man and they put themselves on the line because the easy thing, similar to Nick Saban the year before, the easy thing would have been to leave Jalen Hurts in, right? He knew though the chance to win was to bring in Tua. They got it done. In this case, the easy thing would have been to ride Kelly Bryant. He was the guy who had been there, took you to the semis the year before. What they thought was best for the team was to play the freshman, no matter how uncomfortable it was, and it turned out to be the correct decision, better for the team. Hard decisions. I'm glad it wasn't my kid who got replaced there because that would have been hard to live with. But that is athletics, and you've got to give them credit for being up front and doing it. They didn't do it behind anyone's back. They, didn't do it. they just told them straight up, here's how it's going to be. We'd love to have you around. But, you know, he made his choice and off they went. This kid can play. So give Clemson credit. And I know I'm going to get in trouble here, Clay. Let me say it real quick. They are an SEC team. And I can hear the ACC people in the rest of the country having a stroke. I'm not denigrating the ACC. The best team won. The big. But what I'm saying is they build themselves big defensive line with speed. So, in other words, four- and five-yard runs against anyone else, against them are two-yard runs. That's how the SEC's won so many national titles. They've gotten ahead of the curve with that. 
I get it from coaches all the time when they describe their players, no matter what part of the country they're in. I can be in Pac-12 country, and they have a defensive end. I remember Leonard Williams at USC. All they ever said was he's an SEC defensive end. So there is something to that. And Clemson has always thought of themselves as an SEC program. You know that from, from where you live in the country. They've always seen themselves that way. Now they're actually living it. And good luck, folks, chasing them down because they're recruiting like mad. They're coaching and developing players at a, an incredible rate. And people are excited about wanting to be part of that Clemson program. I give them nothing but credit, and I hope everyone understands. It was not an insult, and it's not me trying to make the SEC better. It's just a standard in how they play, and Clemson more than lives up to it. Last question for you. Tennessee just hired Jim Chaney, uh, offensive coordinator from Georgia. I believe Billy, he's, he's going to be back, huh? Yeah, he's back. One five, one six, and one seven. One point seven million dollars in his in his third year. Uh, a lot of money there. Uh, what's your reaction to that hire? You're a former Tennessee player. A little bit of spice there in the off season in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, I think I think it works because, it, to me, it fits what the head coach of Tennessee is looking for. I'm always leery about head coaches going outside of who they are to hire offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators and put in a system that they're unfamiliar with. I always thought when Philip Fulmer hired Dave Clawson, yes. it was never a match, and he was trying to get something that he didn't believe in. When Tommy Tuberville hired Tony Franklin at Auburn, hired something he didn't believe in at that time. You see where I'm going, Clay? Yes. In this case, Jim Chaney runs offense the way I believe Jeremy Pruitt wants it to be run, and it matches with how he wants to play defense. There's a pro-style element, although you and I both know pro and college elements are really melding well now, but it's going to be a heavy, heavy run game when they can establish a big offensive line, quarterback who can play in and out of the pocket, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That fits what he's looking for, and it makes a lot of sense. So I, I give him credit for that on the surface because that fits what he likes to be as a head coach from what I can tell. Outstanding stuff as always. We'll be watching you on Eagle Saints on Sunday afternoon. Can't wait. Enjoy the environment. Enjoy the fun down in the Superdome. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, great talking with you, Clay. Take care. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. It's time for the Anonymous Mailbag live on the radio Got loaded up calls and loaded up lines, 877-996-6369. Double filled your calls if you still want to call in for this segment. But let's cue the music, boys. You've got mail, mother Anonymous mail, bang! If it was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. All right, there we have the music. Let's begin. We're going down to Mexico. Mexico, what you got for me? Hey, good morning, say, um... I'm uh, calling about my uh, stepson. He lives with me. He's uh, 24 years old, doesn't pay any bills. He parties uh, on the weekend, you know, and I try to get with him and say, hey, you know, you got to at least pitch in and do some cleaning around the house or something. And uh, the guy doesn't want to budge. He's just, uh, I think he's just, you know, mama's boy and... uh, I want to see, uh, you know, what you think about that. How long has he has have you been in the family? In other words, he's your stepson, but he's like, how much of uh, how long have you been married to his mom? Fourteen years already. So he's you've known him since he was a kid. I mean, that you've been around this kid a lot. Yeah, he's he's my he's, you know he calls me dad, so he's my he's my son. So so twenty four. What has uh, he done since he graduated from high school? What's he been doing the last six years? Uh, he, he graduated already from high school. He's uh, 
he's got an engineering job. Uh, you know, in Mexico, they don't pay that good. But, uh, I mean, he's putting in work. You know, he works. But uh, at the same time, I tell him, you know, life is going to cost you more than what you pay here with me. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call. This is a big problem that people have, I think, across the nation, is that you have these kids... Remember back in the day when the Cosby show, like Bill Cosby used to talk about how his goal was always to get the kids out of the house so he could go back to just being there with his wife. And you send your kids off. You may pay for them to go to college. You pay for them to go to community college. You pay for them to go out into the world and be responsible on their own. And then they just come right back and they live with you well into their 20s now because people don't get married as young. Uh, because it's expensive to buy homes in many parts of the country. And so you end up with adult children living in your house, and you're like the failure to launch syndrome. Remember the, uh, was it the Matthew McConaughey movie where like he just didn't do anything? Like he just stayed at home into his 30s? I don't know what you do there. I don't know that there's an easy solution, but I think on one hand, what I would do, because I got three boys, but they're all young, I think you need to start charging rent. On them. I mean this honestly. If your kids are in your t- in their 20s and you don't think they're working that hard and they don't seem to have any real motivation, I think you need to start having them pay you rent because at some point, and I'm not saying like, look, if, if they have like some major financial calamity uh, impacting them or whatever else, I'm saying if they are living with you for years and they aren't really progressing in their life, I think you need to start charging them rent and be like, hey, I'm not going to be here forever. If I weren't your parent, you wouldn't be able to live here for free forever. You can't freeload. You need to understand how to budget your money and you need to be thinking about how to make money. It's like my my argument all the time for guys out there is if you want to get a really good looking girl, go make a lot of money. I'm telling you, you're in college right now. There's guys listening to me right now in college. And they're like, man, I don't get any of the good-looking girls. They don't pay my attention to me or anything else. About the age of 24 or 25, when girls get out of college and they start to realize what things cost, money becomes a big impact when it comes to your overall dating profile. I'm telling you, because up to that point, Girls don't give any thought to what kind of money somebody's going to make. So they're just trying to all date the same cool guy in high school or the same cool guy in college. And then about 25, they suddenly realize, wait a minute, if I want to live in this school district, if I want to get a house in this neighborhood, if I want to put my kids into this private school, the light bulb goes off for girls and it goes off for girls typically before it does for guys. But suddenly the guy who went to law school, suddenly the guy who went to med school, suddenly the guy who was a little bit nerdy, maybe didn't make that, wasn't the best player on the on the athletic teams, wasn't the coolest guy in college, he starts to skyrocket up the draft board. And all of a sudden he's got girls falling all over him because girls are realizing what things cost. They went to college and they got that art degree and they're making $26,000 a year and they're barely scraping by trying to live in a decent-sized city and they're like, oh my God, it's really expensive to live in this country? Yeah, no kidding. There better be somebody, if they're going to get married, that makes a lot of money if you're trying to make that living off that art degree. Oh, that being a teacher, it sounded really good, 
when I was in college and I was still living on dad and now I got to live on that teacher salary, uh-oh, I'm not going to be able to live in the school district I want to live in. I can't even afford to live in the school district I, co- I teach in. Makes a big difference. Let's go to Silicon Valley. I was just there. What you got for me? Yeah, Clay, I need your help. Um, me and my wife have a four-year-old son. She really wants another kid. I really don't. We want back and forth. So I said, you know what? F it. I'll give you a kid. Let me get a Hellcat. It's basically the car of my dreams. So I got the Hellcat, had it for about six months, and now she doesn't want the kid and wants me to stick to the deal, which means sell the car. Wait, what wait. The so, hell do I do? okay, so this is it. So, what did the car cost? Uh, about 52000 All right, so you bought the car. Your wife is like, I want a second kid. And then six months after that, why did she decide she didn't want a second kid? Uh, because of financial situations, we want to spend, you know, kind of spoil our four-year-old, I guess, and have fun. And you live in Silicon Valley, and it's not exactly cheap, and probably buying a $50,000 car didn't help the financial situation. So she wants you to give it back. But after six months, what's that car worth, like thirty-two? No, no, I could probably sell it for what I got it for because it's a rare car, but I'll eat the sales tax, which is going to suck. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, thanks for the call. I, I feel like this is a bargain for exchange. Now, there's in general, women are more likely to argue that they want kids than men are. And sometimes, especially if you got one kid, the argument about kid number two, kid number three, God forbid, kid number four can become pretty substantial, and there are often bargain-for exchanges inside of marriages. It's not talked about that often, but when we had our third kid, I was like, I, it was, for me, I wanted multiple kids. Like, I would have a fourth kid. But when we had our third kid, I told my wife, all right, we'll get a nanny. Like, that that's my, if we're going to have a third, we've got three, I've got a 10, an eight, and a four-year-old, I was like, we'll get a nanny if we have a third kid. My wife was like, all right, we can have a third kid bargain for exchange in the marriage lots of women out there traded things for their kids a lot of you out there all it took was sex your wife got a new bit of lingerie next thing you know you got a kid women outsmart us most of the time you didn't even know you were buying for it she gets you get you a a nice bottle of liquor get you a, a nice little bit of lingerie she was planning all along oh i'm gonna get pregnant you're not even thinking about it you're just a guy you're just an idiot new bottle of liquor little bit of uh, lingerie, boom, you sold out for cheap. This guy held out for a car at least. My wife held out for a nanny. Well, she doesn't want to sleep with me anyway. She's married, but she held out and got a nanny anyway. 877-996-6369. We're taking your call. Spokane, Washington, what you got for me? Hey, Clay. I listened to uh, the uh, NHL Network on Sirius, and I heard something that made me think exactly of you. Uh, There is a curling team... Yes. That is being uh, set up by Jared Allen, the uh, professional player from the Vikings. He retired. He decided he wanted to be uh, have a curling team for the 2022 Olympics. And surprise, surprise, he now has his team together, and they are practicing and playing in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. So my problem is, how does Clay Travis handle that? when he said he could be a curler? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, For people who don't know, I said that if I focused on it, I could become a uh, curler. Like, I'm convinced that, no, I have zero doubt, that um, that if I worked on this and just kind of diligently went about it, 
that I could become a member of the United States curling team. I have zero doubt. I have really good aim, all right? I have, uh, I've always had great aim, and this is what's wild about it. There is right now in my town, I need to go out and try out with these guys. I need to see how good they actually are. There are four former NFL All-Pros in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where I live, that are all trying to win now Olympic gold in curling, and they all practice together. And I'm trying to pull it up right now on my screen to make sure I get all these guys correctly. But former uh, Minnesota Viking defensive end Jared Allen is one of them. Keith Bullock, uh, former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. Mark Bulger, the former quarterback. And uh, let's see. By the way, how about you? When I go on a website and there's like a billion different ads that pop up, have we ruined the internet? This drives me insane. Like, I just want to click. Like, I put in a Google search, and all I want to do is click and get this small bit of information. Who are these four different players? And I get all of this different crap that pops up on my screen, and I can't even just get the most basic information imaginable. It drives me insane. All right, here we go. Michael Roos, who was a left tackle for the Titans, former Pro Bowler. Uh, Keith Bullock, Mark Bulger, and Jared Allen are all working together, and uh, that would be incredible. This would go a long way towards making my argument that if you just committed to making the United States curling team, you could do it. Like Everybody kind of laughed at me when I said this, but these NFL guys, who are obviously pretty good athletes, here in my own hometown of Nashville, they are trying to do whatever it takes to make the 2022 U.S. men's Olympic team in curling and I think it's certainly possible because I don't think it's all about probability and numbers find something that not very if you wanted to become an Olympic gold medalist you need to find something that not very many people do that doesn't require a great deal of athleticism and then you just need to commit your life to it if that were your goal and that's what I said during the Winter Olympics last time I said look If I wanted to become an Olympic curler, I think if I just did this full-time, I could do it. I think I would become extraordinary at it. And these NFL players, they're putting uh, putting my thesis to the test. I'm rooting for them. Let's go to Texas. What you got for me? Hey, Clay. uh, I was wanting to know when would be the best time to visit Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Well, thanks for the call. Sounds like I, the m- number of people who call this show and sound drunk early in the morning, really underrated, right? Like that guy from Texas just called in and we get a ton of calls and I'm like, you are drunk. And I understand it a little bit on the West Coast because uh, my argument for a long time has been that 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the East Coast and 3 to 6 a.m. on the West Coast are the most different that the country can be, Right. 3 a.m. on the West Coast, a lot of you are finishing off your day. 6 a.m. on the East Coast, really everybody is starting their day, right? So there could be a lot of uh, difference there. If you're drunk at 3 a.m. on the West Coast, I understand it. Drunk in Texas at 6.30 in the morning Central Time down in Texas right now, which is what it is, tough to explain. Best time to visit Nashville. I think it's the best time to visit anywhere if you have four seasons. Don't come in the winter. Come in the spring. Come in the fall. Don't come in the summer. It's too hot. That would be my advice. 
Uh, all right, we're going to bring in Eddie Garcia. Continue to take your calls, 877-996-6369. Anonymous mailbag. We'll take a couple more of your calls. I'll continue to make the world a better place by giving the perfect advice. I am the King Solomon of the internet and of radio. 877-996-6369. Eddie Garcia bringing you in right now. Uh, what do you think? How many? You don't have any kids yet. What would your wife have to do to make a trade in order for you to have kids? Uh Gosh, that's a great question. I don't, I mean, have you had the conversation? Am I putting you on the spot? Has your I, wife been I, like? I think at this point in our lives, I think we're pretty content with where, with where we are. So, so uh, what would you do if she came to you and she said, "We have to have a kid. And we have to have a kid in the next six months." I would, uh, I would start to get to work. I guess. <laughs> so you wouldn't fight. It's a woman's decision. Yeah. She's I'm the one. Who's, she's she's going to have to deliver the baby. So I mean, yeah, it's kind of really her decision. Yeah, there's no doubt. All right, what else? I got you nervous there, by the way. They're just like they're usually, you're so smooth in the updates. <laughs> Thank you. All I had to do was bring this up, and you started to panic a little bit. And I'm not even your wife. Yeah, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. All right, dive well, in. you, you, you were talking about curling and ice, so maybe it's a good time to let you know the NHL season continues tonight with the Colorado Avalanche. The NHL the Calgary season Flames. is never not going. By the way. There's like one week they get off on the NHL. They they work 51 weeks a year in the NHL. Maybe so. But the Avalanche and Flames uh, are at 9.30 Eastern, and it is our Discover Card key matchup. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. News from the NFL, Cliff Kingsbury is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, even though he was recently fired as head coach of Texas Tech after six years on the job. Had a record of 35-40 and 40 with the Red Raiders. Tampa Bay Buccaneers named Bruce Arians as their next head coach. The recently fired Jets head coach Todd Bowles, also now his new defensive coordinator with the Buccaneers. In some NBA action, the Raptors over the Hawks 104-101. Toronto now league best 31-12. Nuggets are the best in the West at 27-12. They get another win as they beat the Heat 103-99. The Warriors are a game back of Denver in the West. They get 43 points from Klay Thompson in a 122-196 win over the Knicks. And the Timberwolves beat the Thunder 119-117 in their first game since firing head coach Tom Thibodeau. Andrew Wiggins, 40 points for Minnesota. One college basketball game to tell you about. Number one Duke, a winner at Wake Forest, 87-65. Blue Devils are 13-1 on the season. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Outkick the Coverage studios. We are indeed here in the Geico Outkick studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We're taking your calls, a few more of them, as we do the anonymous mailbag in on Wednesday in hour two, every single Wednesday in hour two on the show. Let's go to uh, the phone number, by the way. Dub is fielding them. First time we've opened up the phone lines for the week, by the way. 877-996-6369. Dub fielding your calls. Let's go to West Palm Beach down in Florida. What's up? Hi, Clay. This is Jerry calling. I... Uh... I don't know what a double emoticon is. You always say you'll end you if you use a double emoticon, but I have to end you when you do. I hear the same commercials over and over. The uh, the Geico and the True Car just drive me insane. All right, hang but up the, on this guy, Dub. Where's Dub? I was misled there. Here's the deal. He, Here's the deal. What what were you misled? How were you misled? 
He called saying he had more complaints about the advertisements that you were just talking about on the internet. So I said, okay, that, that could be a good conversation to have, you know, uh, a little venting uh, activity on, on all these pop-up ads, which I think everyone has a problem with, like you, yeah. like you stated. Yeah, but you, this, this, here's the deal. The way that this program works, let me just kind of explain. You get to listen for free, and in exchange, advertisers get to talk to you, right? Like, that is the way the program works. If we were, for instance, Netflix... I could charge you $10 a month and you could listen to my program and there would be no ads because you would be paying for the content, right? When you do not pay for the content and we are on in all 50 states, the way that this company works and makes business is off of advertisements. And so that's the literally the way the business works. If we didn't have any ads, do you think I would wake up in the morning and do this show? No, I would still be sleeping. That's literally the way the, the show works. So if you think to yourself, you know what? I would love Clay Travis without a single advertisement associated with him. Then you should create a business model that is predicated on how Netflix works, right? You sit down in front of Netflix, there's not a single commercial but you have to pay $10 a month to get Netflix or $12 a month or whatever the heck it is. And that's an interesting business model. And maybe there's a business model out there for radio without a single commercial. I haven't ever seen it. Even podcasts, there's lots of commercials. So maybe that's the answer, but so far it hasn't been created. So I don't have... Look, when I gripe about um, you know internet ads, the thing, the information that I was trying to get was something that somebody else had written that was just aggregated on the internet. Literally, they just took somebody else's work, which was, who are the curlers that are working here in Nashville so I can get their names right? And then there are like a billion different ads that pop up while I'm just trying to get that simple information. Who are the four former NFL Pro Bowlers? And this happens, I feel like, to people everywhere now. You get on Google and you're like, I just need a simple piece of information. Like, who starred in Ferris Bueller alongside of Matthew Broderick? Like, that's a question that could easily come up, and I'm just pulling that randomly out of my air. Sloan, whoever played the role of Sloan. Like, you just want to know that name, and you type it in, and when you go to the website that comes up, a billion different ads pop up simultaneously, and that's not really that in that interesting of info, right? It's not like you're reading an 8,000-word piece that somebody wrote and you're like, okay, well, they deserve to get their money for this. It's like you just took that information from somewhere else, and now there's a billion different ads popped up. You got me all riled up now. That's different than this. That's on you, though, Dub. You are the screener. When somebody is awful, that is you. That's on Dub. Dub with the fail. All right, we'll take a few more of your calls, and we'll come back. I've got an incredible audio clip Alabama was all queued up and ready to celebrate their national championship. And unfortunately for Alabama, uh, they had some ads already ready to roll. And even more unfortunately for uh, the station, they ran the ad accidentally in Alabama as if the Crimson Tide had won the national championship. When I play this ad for you, uh uh-oh, you're going to be like, "Uh, it's probably not very good. 
Uh, trust me, you're going to enjoy it, especially if you're a Clemson fan or if you hate the SEC or if you hate Nick Saban in Alabama. We'll play it for you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We have got an incredible clip for you. Clemson kicked Alabama's ass on Monday night. Wasn't remotely close that game. You would think that it would mean that you would not make a big mistake like on the main Alabama radio network running an ad advertising how great it was that Alabama won a national championship. We have Lance Taylor on regularly on this show. He's on Jocks, which is the flagship Alabama uh, University of Alabama radio network in the entire state of Alabama. They were ready for Alabama to win their sixth national title under Nick Saban. This is the ad they ran. This ad ran all over the state of Alabama. Yeah, it's definitely a mess. Listen to this. Andrew Roberts coming to you once again from Academy Sports and Outdoors, John Hawkins Parkway in Hoover. Many Bama fans coming through, getting all of their title apparel. What a great win over Clemson for the Crimson Tide. The sixth title in 10 years. Truly amazing. Title number seven for Nick Saban. And as an official sponsor of the Alabama Crimson Tide, we're excited to celebrate this incredible victory and this season with you. Come by your local Academy store. You can come see us here in Hoover, the John Hawkins Parkway location, or just your local Academy store. They're going to have all of your title apparel, plus more crimson and white shirts, hats, jerseys, even tailgate gear. What an amazing ride, Bama fans. you got to live it up, and we're going to get you ready to go with all of your gear at your Academy Sports and Outdoor store. We're going to continue here. Come by and see us. Plenty more apparel to give away. Your title gear is here at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Landon Roberts for Jocks 94.5. All right, that is a big whiff. <laughs> all right, this is – and I'm going to be honest with you. I have done so many things like this over the years to get ready. Like, I remember, um, and, and a lot of times you do stand-ups like these um, on the side of the sideline before a game. I've done it for television a bunch where you record a hit, not even sure who is going to win the next game to talk about as if the game is certain. Does that make sense? I'm trying to put this in a good way. Like, um, if you, uh, like, you're, you're on the sideline for a game and you know that if uh, team your team has just won and you're not sure who they're going to play against, so you go ahead and do two different versions, right? So, you're you know, for instance, in the NFL playoffs, you don't know exactly who is going to play against uh, on Saturday. The NFL playoffs will be going on, right? And I guarantee you a ton of guys will do this. The Colts and the Chiefs are going to play, right? If you are doing the stand-up for either the Colts or the Chiefs on Saturday, you don't know where you're going to play and you don't know who you're going to play because the Chargers and the Patriots have to play, all right? So there is a possibility that they'll go ahead and record something talking about both matchups as if they are going to happen even though one of those teams is going to lose, right? The Chargers or the Patriots are going to lose. But you might do a tagline talking about the AFC Championship game. Hey, I can't wait to see the Colts and the Patriots. Or I can't wait to see the Chiefs and the Chargers. And that game never comes about. And moreover, you might also talk about that game. Like how you think it's going to go. I've always been afraid that they would take the wrong clip 
and play it and then everybody would ridicule you and make you look like an idiot. Like that was obviously pre-recorded and ready to run and somebody just didn't fix it and it went out, you know, for a, that's a long advertisement to run, right? And it's been designed as if the guy is sitting there at the uh, at the Academy Sports watching all these Alabama fans run in and this is like your worst nightmare, right? Danny G, like this would be a major if we ran an ad like this, this would be a, a, a huge screw up, right? Yeah. Now, what it made me think of is our dude Vito, who makes all the uh, promos and recordings with the big network voice that you hear on Fox. He has to, in advance, do a version where Clemson won or do a version where Alabama won. Yes. So this would be like us right after the title game ends. We play the wrong one, and we're congratulating Alabama for winning. Yeah, and everybody out there is like, oh, these guys, and the way people respond on the internet typically is they're like, oh, look how idiot, how <laughs> much of idiots these guys are. They don't even know who won the game. No, you have to be prepared in the job for uh, the event before it actually happens so you can have everything queued up. This right. is actually a sign of being so on the ball that you're prepared for what was the expected outcome, right? Bama was a six-point favorite in this game. You're prepared to make your advertiser happy by having a brand-new ad that seems real to (laughs) run at that exact moment. Now, the reality is all this Alabama championship gear, of which there are thousands and thousands of them, already in the process of being shipped out to Africa (laughs) and one day we'll see, you know, like a picture in the background, somebody will be walking around in an Alabama 2018 15-0 undefeated champs t-shirt, right? I mean, that stuff, That's what I'm not kidding. That's where that stuff goes. And there's a great article from several years ago talking about how all the rejected championship gear, it just gets donated to an African country. And that's why sometimes you see people wearing those shirts that, that represent championships that were never won. Yeah, well, I think what makes this funny is that he says he's sitting there live yes. in the store. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. are? That's, are you still that's, there? That's the next level of yeah. commitment from that guy is that, hey, not only are that we're selling a ton of this gear, man, it's going out like that is where you are leaning into the advertisement uh, where you're not even there and you're claiming that you're going to be there. Now, maybe he was going to be on the plane and he was. My guess is he would have been in some of these stores um, at some point in time, but that's a big swing and a miss. And I can only imagine in the state of Alabama on a station that big, how many people were just rolling their eyes. And also, that's a long ad, right? Uh, but anyway, that's pretty funny. All right, when we come back, we will be joined uh, by Britt McHenry, I think. Sometimes Britt wakes up with us, sometimes she does not. We'll talk to her about Sean McVay, about Cliff Kingsbury, and uh, Matt LaFleur all getting jobs because they are good-looking men in their 30s with facial hair, slight, scruffy facial hair. And also, we'll talk about Bruce Arians to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the other five open jobs, and what she thinks about the playoffs uh, going ahead. My name is Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage, uh, where we hope that we will never make a whiff like they just did uh, on jocks down there in Birmingham playing the Alabama national title uh, advertisement. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We bring in now Britt McHenry, at Britt McHenry on Twitter, formerly of ESPN, now with Fox News. Britt, you know Sean McVay a little bit, you know Cliff Kingsbury, I'm sure, uh, Matt LaFleur, all that crew. I've been saying that it used to be in the NFL that everybody wanted to get the next Bill Belichick. And so you had this huge cadre of people who got their jobs based on proximity to Bill Belichick, whether it was Al Groh, Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, Jim Schwartz, Eric Mangini, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, Matt Patricia. Now it seems like everybody wants the next Sean McVay. Is this going to work better than the next Belichick did? I mean... Look, look, this is no disrespect to Sean McVay, but it's been, what, two years? I, I mean, like, I, he hasn't – I think there's a big difference between Bill Belichick and Sean McVay. I would agree with you that there's a fad right now. I mean, he certainly has had a lot of success in Los Angeles. You know, they're in the playoffs. You have the bye. We'll see what they do. But it's like, I think maybe you should win a playoff game before you crown someone the next best thing in football. But – there's always that hunger and that appetite to have, in my opinion, not necessarily the next Sean McVay, but the next flash in the pan offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. In the NFL, you're never really fired. You're just rearranged to another team, right? And sometimes you dip back to college. So I think right now we're seeing that. Um, they just happen to have connections to McVay. But it's like anybody who's too overeager for somebody that's, that's young or this 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 great offensive coordinator, I would like to point to Adam Gase. And on the defensive side, Todd Bowles, who's going to have a resurgence now in Tampa with Bruce Arians, which I do think is a good combo. But, like, I think you need to pump the brakes a little bit. All right. If Cliff Kingsbury, who I think we would both agree is a very attractive man, if he weighed 300 pounds, what are the chances he gets an NFL head coaching job? (laughs) I mean, Cliff Kingsbury... And Scottsdale girls are a match made in heaven, right, Clay? I mean, we talked about this. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I think he he play he plays the part. He has a, a he's a really good looking guy. Uh, he's had success with quarterbacks. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Johnny Manziel, who probably is the most bright evidence of of what a quarterback can do later on in the NFL. But they want that for Josh Rosen, and I think his connection to quarterbacks is really the the stickler here, but yeah, I, I give him the, t- the title. If I was to pick the most attractive coach in that division, I think it would be Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Britt, you've been out in Scottsdale before. You mentioned it. I remember being out in Scottsdale. I think when, when did they have the Super Bowl in uh, in the Phoenix area? I don't even remember who was playing in the Phoenix, uh, like the Scottsdale area Super Bowl. But I remember I was out in Scottsdale and I was sitting on one of those patios and just watching all the girls walk by, like while we were drinking on the patio. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't even figure out where the dresses that the girls wear would be purchased. Right? Like I've never seen. Like such tiny, like I don't even know where those things exist. Like such tiny dresses on so many different people, like one after another, high heels, tiny dresses. Is Scottsdale the hottest town in America? Like if you had to draft a town where people are the best looking, and people might say like LA, but LA is a huge sprawling metropolis. There's probably a particular section of LA where, but I've never been, I'm going to be honest with you, I've never been anywhere in my life uh, with more attractive women walking by than Scottsdale, Arizona. I agree with you, Clay. I think Scottsdale would take the cake with that one because Los Angeles is just 
so big. It's so sprawling. And I, I think it gets a little bit more of that reputation title because you just assume Hollywood and yes. actresses. But if you go by actual, you know, per capita. Radius, yeah, yeah, like per, per capita. capita. I don't know where you would go in, in L.A. And I've been all over L.A. because Fox is based out there and I like spending time in Los Angeles. But I've never been anywhere in L.A. where I just sat at a restaurant and watched people walk by and I was like, this feels like a runway. Maybe Miami, maybe like South Beach in a particular neighborhood in Miami, you could make that argument too. But I've never seen anything like Scottsdale on a Saturday night. Yeah, I think overall, I'm from South Florida. I think Miami would possibly be number one because it's you get international models, yes. right? So you like actual models. But in Scottsdale, you're getting all of the girls that are from Los Angeles and California going to college <laughs> in Scottsdale. Who and weren't, by the way, let's be honest. If you go from California to Arizona for college, you couldn't get into UCLA. You couldn't get into Cal <laughs> Berkeley. Like, you couldn't get into those incredible Cal schools, right, state schools. So you go to, yeah. like, Arizona State, and you're just, like, drop-dead gorgeous, but you might not be the smartest person on the planet. Yeah, or, like, you really think in your head you're getting far away from your parents at ASU. Like, I think that's some, there's some truth to that. But overall, I agree with you. And I, I mean, like I said, I think, because you tweeted, and I was laughing, that it's the best-looking division now, you know, if you consider. I mean, think about the coaching division now, right? Like, you've got uh, Matt, La, uh, well, the Matt LaFleur just got a job. We'll get to him with Green Bay in a second, because I'm kind of fascinated by that. But in the in the NFC West, you have mm-hmm. got Cliff Kingsbury, who's, uh, who's let's be honest, drop-dead gorgeous. And I say all this, by the way, with an unblemished record of heterosexuality. <laughs> uh, you've got Sean McVay, who's a good-looking guy. Sean McVay's still also only like 32 years old. He's which very is- short, though. He's like 5'9". Nothing against the short guys listening. But, no, continue. I still would go with Cliff. Yeah, and he's, he's like 32 years old, so he's still insanely young. Pete Carroll's got to be sitting around like I don't. Pete Carroll's like sixty-seven, <laughs> but I think Pete Carroll is so botoxed up. Have you noticed that he hasn't had a facial expression in like thirty years? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. I don't. Otherwise, he has like the least aligned face of all time. But like, you see that guy like on the sideline and he's clapping and like, but his face doesn't move at all. Like, I, I don't. He I don't that understand. Gum it. with fury, though. He does chew the gum, but even when he's chewing the gum, like he has no wrinkles on his face, which I don't even understand how that's possible. Um, so, I mean, that's the L.A. connection that Pete Carroll has uh, up in Seattle. So, you look at this division. Who's the third guy that I'm forgetting now who's also good-looking? Uh, so, we got Kingsborough. We got Sean McVay. Oh, yeah, and Kyle Shanahan, who's pretty good-looking yeah. in uh, San Francisco, too. Best-looking coaching division of all time? It's up there. You know, unfortunately, I think our man Pete's dragging it down a little bit. You know, once once Pete was considered the young, fun NFL coach, like how times have changed. Uh, but no, for sure. And like, let, me, let me take a step back. It's the best looking division since Mike Ditka was coaching by himself because he was just uh, so uh, so much like sexual charisma there that the rest of the division <laughs> didn't even matter. That mustache that he had just dominated the entirety of the NFL. Yeah, but Cliff. Kingsbury is leagues ahead. I, I, that's a very good comparison with Mike Ditka. But um, Cliff Kingsbury is like a, a Ryan Gosling lookalike, in my opinion. So I think, you know, it's him and then everyone else far behind, but certainly the youngest, most kind of, you know, pop culture division that they have. Can you imagine, with. like, so Cliff Kingsbury gets fired in Lubbock, Texas, and I believe we're on, Lubbock, on in Lubbock, so I'll just say it's a phenomenal place to live. 
But I don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody who's ever made the decision, like, I'm living in Scottsdale. I think I'll move to Lubbock. You know, like, that was my thing when LeBron made the decision to move to Cleveland. I think that was the first time anybody had ever moved from South Beach to Cleveland in, like, the history of mankind. Like, that's not a uh, – you voluntarily make that decision. Um, I don't think very many people have ever been like, hey, you know what, I'm in Scottsdale, I'm going to move to Lubbock. And I remember having this conversation, actually, with Lane Kiffin because his family lives uh, still, I believe – in Manhattan Beach, California, and I was like, dude, you have to be the first person of all time to move from Manhattan Beach, California to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, voluntarily. And he was like, I think I probably am. And he's like, that's why my wife, that's why my wife and the kids at the time stayed in uh, Manhattan Beach. But you get fired as Texas Tech coach and then get a head job in Arizona. It's really pretty remarkable. I mean, talk about uh, winning the lottery. It's unbelievable. Well, don't forget that offensive coordinator hire at USC, correct? Yeah. So, like, you got to feel for USC a little what bit. What a dumpster fire USC is. I mean, that's yeah. a ridi- Like, everybody is unhappy with Clay Helton. He has, like, 10 days where people are excited because he hires Cliff Kingsbury as his offensive coordinator. And then I think he only had, like, a $150,000 buyout or something that he had to pay to get his multi-million dollar job. It's really pretty incredible. Yeah, no, and, and then you just look at um, – not to jump too much ahead, but as you mentioned, Matt LaFleur, like Matt LaFleur, I covered him when he was, I believe, a quality control coach in Washington. And uh, no, you know what? And he was a quarterback's coach and he was let go because of all the drama with RG3. And a lot of great coaches were let go, the whole Shanahan staff. So again, it's that coaching carousel where Matt LaFleur is really tied into Kyle Shanahan as well and um, had to have you know, some help getting a job at Notre Dame, and then we've seen his track go along as it has. He's a great guy. As a lot of people said, I wish him success in Green Bay. I just don't really understand how that was the obvious choice for one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, is Aaron Rodgers just going to now unofficially be coaching the team like LeBron was in Cleveland? Like, that's my question. Yeah, you know what? It's also crazy, like, uh, the, the stats. Obviously, I pay a lot of attention to the Titans, mm-hmm. and I saw Cowherd talking about this, and this is one of my first questions when I saw this. The numbers, when he's only called plays for one year in the NFL, Matt LaFleur, maybe a great yeah. guy, right? And the total offense got worse this year in the in, uh, in, with the Titans than the year before. The points per game went down substantially, and the pass offense was all worse. So the Green Bay Packers are hiring a guy who went and took over for Mike Malarkey and was much worse. And again, the question that I would ask is, how much of youth is helping these guys out? Because I think so many people watch that 54-51 to game, right? They watch mm-hmm. the Rams play against the Chiefs, and owners and GMs all said, man, I want the future of our team to look like that. And that game got put on Sean McVay's shoulders. Like, this is McVay's NFL. Everybody's chasing him now. He still hasn't won a playoff game, mind you. And like you said, he's only been with the Rams for a relatively short amount of time. But Cliff Kingsbury, he's young. He's got kind of the the, the scruffy face. He's a quarterback whisperer. Matt LaFleur's got the same look to him. It's not only that we're trying to remake the NFL now in Sean McVay's image, it's that we're literally trying to remake the NFL in Sean McVay's image. We want the young, good-looking offensive guru, and I really think that if Kingsbury and Matt LaFleur looked like Charlie Weiss, there's no way they get hired for these jobs. Yeah, well, and, and like, the one thing, though, 
I have to ask people when they go, when they say that, because you're right, Clay. But it's like, I also look at these teams, and it's no disrespect, but like Sean McVay inherited the Rams roster. Like, how in the world did Jeff Fisher not win more games? Oh, yeah. With the players that they have, you have the best running back, you have Todd Gurley, you have, you know, the number one pick, which that year I had argued I thought Carson Wentz should have been the number one pick, but look, Jared Goff's been proving me wrong. Um, even though he played terrible in Chicago, weather might be a concern with that team. But um, but still, you, you've got a roster. You got Aaron Donald. You got a great defense. I, I sometimes wonder, like, if too much praise gets put on the coach when they just have a really great team to go to. Like Kyle Shanahan, on the flip side of that, got the worst team and the worst roster he could inherit. So I think we need to give him more time because I truly think he. You know, minus a, a bad call here and there in the Atlanta Super Bowl, um, I, I think that he's a great coach. So that's the fad. But again, in a year, they all could have terrible seasons, and we're on to the next fad. That's how the NFL works. How do you think Bruce Arians will do in Tampa? I love Bruce Arians. Honestly, his age is a little bit of a concern to me because he's 66 years old, and you know he was having health issues in Arizona. I was there. Actually, the draft in Arizona was the last thing I covered for ESPN, and he was a great guy. I mean, he came down the stairs, and obviously we sort of know what happened with me there, and, and he just gave you a big hug and said, girl, I've been let go nine times in the NFL. So <laughs> he, he is a great person to be around. He really loved, actually, he loved Patrick Mahomes. That was the year that they had sort of considered maybe going up to get a quarterback but didn't. I think he's, he, if you want to talk quarterback whisperer, I think he will be great with Jameis Winston if they're still going to try to give that one last go. And um, assembling parts of the team that he had in Arizona when they were really good, again, I don't think Todd Bowles is a head coach. Maybe down the road he'll p- prove me wrong, but having him back coaching on the defensive side, that's where his strength is. So they're reuniting from Temple University. I think that could be a very interesting city to watch and a team to watch for sure. People out there right now listening to you at Britt McHenry obviously remember you from ESPN. Mm-hmm. They've hear, heard you for a while on this show, too. Where can they find you? Um, well, they can find me on Fox News, um, your show, hopefully. <laughs> You'll yes. keep coming back. And Fox Nation. I have a show. We just launched Fox Nation in uh, late November. It's a streaming service, like everything, if you cut cable like me. Um, and I host on PC there uh, with my co-host. And... Yeah, just a little bit everywhere. And Fox 5 DC, I have a, I have a show there as well. So Outstanding stuff. Well, we're going to get you on weekly as we continue to roll through uh, the 2019 uh, season. I'm excited about that. And uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks. You too. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.